together, let's lean into this eighth day, this last day of Sukkot, Festival of Tabernacles, as we meditatively hear from the abundance of a willing heart. Dear Scribbler and Speaker, serves to awaken writers and oracles, I like to call us scribblers and speakers, into a rest that elevates holy embodiment. This sanctuary that I speak of has so many facets to it. And so, will you join me today I'll be your pastor and your guide for this episode of Mohawk Mama Soul. What we do here is notice, nurture, and embody soul care in a culture of scarcity, noise, and frenzy. And so that is what you're welcomed into. And anything that we are talking about will always come back to three foundational things that you notice in order to nurture, in order to embody, even more earnestly and intentionally. If this is your first time, I want to welcome you in to this Soul Care Campfire and let you know that you are right at home. You are in a place where you already belong. You have nothing to prove, girl. And here's what I want to make sure we do first and foremost. I want us to get our headphones on. I tend to speak low. That's just typically what I do. But it might be easier to hear me if you have your headphones on. But it also can become a sanctuary for you where you kind of put everything else, the noise, to the side. Together, let's lean into this eighth day, this last day of Sukkot, Festival of Tabernacles, as we meditatively hear from the abundance of a willing heart what John chapter 7 has to say. Let's dare to listen afresh as if coming to the text and the Spirit for the very first time as our hearts are illuminated. All right. But first, let's give some contextual background historically. The Festival of Booths, Sukkot is the Hebrew term, is that which is a festival of joy. The Jewish people lived in temporary structures or these booths during this eight-day festival as they would remember the wilderness wanderings of their ancestors. 
and they would celebrate this fall harvest. I want you to bookmark Leviticus chapter 23, verses 33 to 43, to read a little bit more about the festival of Sukkot. Now, what the Mishnah records is that during the festival, a chosen priest would proceed to the pool of Siloam, and they would have a golden pitcher that they would draw water from the pool, and then they would return to the temple. And there would be wine together with the drawn water, this water libation ceremony. It would be poured on the altar while praying, And part of that prayer would be, save us now, bring us prosperity. And this is all woven together in this motif of an ingathering. So this is the early rains in autumn that they are also seen as an opportunity to rejoice in. And so the people would follow the priestly procession while singing the songs of Hallel, I want you to bookmark Psalm 113 through 118 because these would be the songs of joy that they would utter. And then they would beat their palm branches on the ground in the temple. So according to Zechariah, God will one day call all nations to worship him during the festival of Tabernacles, Sukkot. This great festival is what it is referred to. And during the sacred procession of water, the priests would march around the altar seven times on the final day of the festival. Now what the Mishnah and Josephus, the historian, records is how the light from giant menorahs, lampstands, and the temple would flood the city streets of Jerusalem. And as the Torah commanded in Deuteronomy, chapter 16, verse 14, the people would celebrate joyfully. Like no other festival outlined in Leviticus 23, is there one with such emphasis of joy, like the Festival of Tabernacles? Remember that. So men of piety and good works used to dance before them with burning torches in their hands, singing songs and praises, and countless Levites would play instruments of music. And so on such a day, with all the ritual, the praise and celebration, this is when Yeshua would announce that he could provide the source of living water. And Jesus may have been alluding to Zechariah chapter 14, verse 8, where Zechariah prophesies living water will flow out from Jerusalem. Or it could be that Yeshua, Jesus, was referring to the story of Moses drawing water from the rock. And you can refer to Numbers 20 on that. No matter what, we see Yeshua talking about living waters from within that is pointing to God's Spirit. And there has always been a very beautiful relationship between the Ruach and water all the way going back to Genesis 1. Let's begin 
with listening to John chapter 7, verses 1 through 52. John chapter 7. After this, Jesus went around in Galilee. He did not want to go about in Judea because the Jewish leaders there were looking for a way to kill him. But when the Jewish festival of tabernacles was near, Jesus' brothers said to him, Leave Galilee and go to Judea so that your disciples there may see the works you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers did not believe him. Therefore, Jesus told them, My time is not yet here, for you any time will do. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that its works are evil. You go to the festival. I am not going to this festival because my time has not yet fully come. After he said this, he stayed in Galilee. However, his brothers had left for the festival. He went also, not publicly, but in secret. Now at the festival, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus and asking, where is he? Among the crowds, there was widespread whispering about him. Some said, he's a good man. Others replied, no. He deceives the people, but no one would say anything publicly about him for fear of the leaders. Not until halfway through the festival did Jesus go up to the temple courts and began to teach. The Jews there were amazed and asked, How did this man get such learning without having been taught? Jesus answered, My teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. Whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet not one of you keeps the law. Why are you trying to kill me? You are demon-possessed, the crowd answered. Who is trying to kill you? Jesus said to them, I did one miracle, and you are all amazed. Yet, because Moses gave you circumcision, although actually it did not come from Moses, but from the patriarchs, you circumcise a boy on the Sabbath. Now, if a boy can be circumcised on the Sabbath, so that the law of Moses may not be broken, why are you angry with me for healing a man's whole body on the Sabbath? Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. At that point, some of the people of Jerusalem began to ask, Isn't this the man they are trying to kill? Here he is, speaking publicly, and they are not saying a word to him. Have the authorities really concluded that he is the Messiah? But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. 
Then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I am from. I am not here on my own authority, but the one who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him, because I am from him, and he sent me. At this they tried to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. Still many in the crowd believed in him. They said, when the Messiah comes, will he perform more signs than this man? The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about him. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees sent temple guards to arrest him. Jesus said, I am with you for only a short time, and then I am going to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go that we cannot find him? Will he go where our people live scattered among the Greeks and, the, and teach the Greeks? What did he mean when he said, You will look for me, but you will not find me, and where I am, you cannot come? On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. On hearing his words, some of the people said, Surely this man is the prophet. Others said, He is the Messiah. Still others asked, How can the Messiah come from Galilee? Does not scripture say that the Messiah will come from David's descendants and from Bethlehem, the town where David lived? Thus the people were divided because of Jesus. Some wanted to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him. Finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and the Pharisees, who asked them, Why didn't you bring him in? No one ever spoke the way this man does, the guards replied. You mean he has deceived you also? The Pharisees retorted. Have any of the rulers or of the Pharisees believed in him? No, But this mob that knows nothing of the law, there is a curse on them. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number, asked, Does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he has been doing? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Look into it and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. That is the conclusion of our reading of John chapter 7, verses 1 through 52. May the rivers that flow within you, the rivers of living water, be a reminder every time you encounter water today. You get to attribute water all throughout today to the great salvation that you have, beloved. 
you can elevate every encounter as a water libation ceremony. All right. Shalom. Thank you for joining me. Shalom. And don't forget to screenshot this podcast episode and share it freely. And please do me a favor and go and review the podcast and share with the world what difference it is making in your life. Share my mom's podcast with your friends. Jesus is always with your heart and he loves you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.